We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. We're going to read out of Jeremiah. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to open to it. If you don't, you can just look at the screen. They have the word for you. Jeremiah, I'm going to give you a little prelude. Jeremiah was called by God, right? Like many of us are called by God. If if you don't know you're called by God, then I pray and hope that this morning you'll understand that God has chose you and he's called you for a specific plan. Amen? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I guarantee there's a lot of you in here that are still not understanding your purpose in life. There's a general purpose and there's a specific purpose, a calling over your life. And some of us don't really understand that. We could be here for one month or some of us for 20 years and we still do not understand the concept of what the Lord has in plan for our life. So we're going to read out of the book of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah had a, had a mission. God called him for 40 years to speak to the Judean people about the rebellion that they had towards God. And his calling at a young age, I know I'm a youth pastor, but it's, it's a good story. Trust me and it will touch you. Trust me, it will. His calling was to speak to them about this rebellion, sinful life that they were in. Like most of us, most of us here today. I don't know your past. I don't know what you're living in right now. But a lot of us are living in sin and God is calling us to a specific purpose. But in order to get that specific purpose, we have to get out of the life of sin we're living in. Amen? So Jeremiah was called by God to tell these Judean people, his fellow people, to turn from the life of sin they were in. He was chosen by God. So we're going to start with Jeremiah chapter 1, and we're going to start with verse 4. So read it along with me. This is Jeremiah, and he's talking with God here, and it says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Verse 6, then I said, Ah, Lord, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Verse 8, Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I, I, God, He's saying, behold, Jeremiah, behold you in here this morning. I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Many of us have read this all the time. I mean, we kind of understand Jeremiah's story that he was called before he was in the womb. But I believe that everyone in here, God has already known you. He's known your name. He knows the number of hairs that are on your head. He's known that before your creation. God is the creator and you are the creation. And we are made to serve him. But sometimes we don't feel like serving him. Sometimes we are not set apart. So this morning, the message is going to be about you being set apart with God. Set apart with God. And we'll take it step by step. And I promise I won't bore you. If I do, I'm going to do five backflips. Guarantee you won't be bored. Okay? So some of us in here, like I said, it's, it's amazing. We can go through life. We can worship the Lord. We can know of God. But we don't know our specific calling. Like, what is your calling? What is God calling you to do? And one of the best parts about being saved, I believe, is to be set apart, to be purified, to be consecrated 
with God. And what does that mean? And we're going to dive a little bit into that right now. Some of us go to our daily jobs and we live a eight to five life and we pay the bills monthly. And we have a, a, a game to go to or we have a play or a recital to attend. Or we have these daily chores and we don't really understand the concept of being set apart with God. A lot of times we're set in with the world. But how many of us know that we are not of this world? When we serve the Lord, we're not of this world. Though we live in it, we are not of this world. We are supposed to be set apart. And this is one of the best things about being set apart. Is Jeremiah was set apart. He was sanctified to go to talk to the Judean people. And I believe the Lord is calling you like Jeremiah. But instead of going to the Judeans, He's calling you to go right here in Tallahassee. This is a broken world. I'm telling you, it's demonic infested. It is amazing what goes on out there. Every week someone's killing someone. Someone's uh, finding prostitution. Someone's uh, getting run over. Or, or people are getting all these addictions and bound up in the slavery system. Where we don't understand the concept of our purpose to go out there and not just preach this in here. I don't just do this in here. When I go out there, I am called, like Jeremiah, you are called to go out there and spread this gospel. This is not just for us. This is for everybody. It's amazing, the grace of God, that He's blessed you, and so you have to spread this word so you can bless others. So I want to go over three points, and it's in your bulletin this morning. And the first point I want to go over, in order to be set apart with God, you have to know that God knew you, before he formed you. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing to think that before my father and mother, even if you don't have a relationship with them, that's okay. You know why? Because God chose you to be born on that specific day and he's created you for a specific purpose. And so he's formed you and he knew you before that. That's verse 5. We're going to read it again in verse 5. Before I formed you, Jeremiah, before I formed you, put your name in there. In the womb, I knew you. God knew you. God knew the specific woman that was going to carry you. He knew your specific eye color. He knew the height that you were going to be, even though I like standing on these steps because I wanted him to make me a little bit taller, but that's okay. That's why I had these boots on. It makes me a little bit taller. God all knows that. He knows the details of everything. He knows the color of your skin. He knows the color of your hair. He knows if it's going to be curly or straight. He knows everything. He knows if you're going to put gel on it like me. He knows it all. So in verse 5, we clearly see that God is saying to Jeremiah, I formed you and I knew you. I knew you. So it doesn't matter what everyone else says about you. I knew you and I have a plan for your life. And what I say about you is what matters. Amen? Amen. We should be shouting in here. Amen. If we look at the book of Genesis, and I'm just going to briefly paraphrase it. In, the, in Genesis 1, verses 27, God is describing the creation of you. He's describing the creation of man. And he says, you know what? I, I created you. I'm going to create this person in my image. God created us in his image. Isn't that amazing? So we sometimes think about this, this concept of having an innate desire to know the truth. Why is that? Well, because God created us for him. He created us to be like him. But the enemy, what always happens? The enemy messes around and he gets things twisted. And he gets things twisted. Genesis 1 is amazing. And I, I encourage you to read it after church or this week. Because it shows you the grace and the power and the might of God. And what he has and what he had planned for his people. But rebellion took place. 
but he still has grace and mercy today. Amen. Psalms 103, if we look at it, um, it's talking about, again, God the Creator. And I'm, I'm just going over these verses with you because I think it's so paramount to understand that we were created by God. We were created to serve God. We were created to worship God. We were created to be set apart for God, not for this world. We weren't created to serve man in this world. We were created to serve God. So if you can pull up Psalms 103 for me, that would be amazing. You didn't create you. And we're going to read this right here. It says, Know that the Lord, He is God, who has made us, and not we ourselves. I love reading that. Don't you feel like sometimes we want to be our own little God? We want to tell ourselves, no, this is right. This is the right path. That's not the right door. This is the right path. But God's saying, no, I created you, not you yourself, and not we ourselves. We are his people and his sheep of the pasture. That's why I love that song, Reckless Love, because it says God has left the 99 sheep to found the one lost sheep. You are the one lost sheep. You realize that, right? A lot of times we, we go in a crowd and we feel like God doesn't recognize us. Let me tell you, God will do anything to grab you with the rope and to pull you back into his grace and his love and his plan for your life. But all the time we run away and we steer away from the path that he has for us. But we were made in his image. We were made to serve him. We were made to worship the Lord. The second point I want to make to you this morning is in your outline. When you know that you're set apart, and if you don't know what it means to be set apart, you need to know that God knew you before he formed you, and you need to know that when you truly follow the Lord, he sanctifies you. We're going to read verse 5 again. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. That word sanctified in Greek is hagiaso. Everyone say hagiaso. Let's say it again. Hagiaso. I think I should change my profession to a teacher. It's okay. Hagiaso. And that word hagiaso, it means to be purified. It means to be holy. It means to be set apart. And that's why I got this message today. I was like, God, what are you telling us here? You're telling us to be set apart as holy. But how am I supposed to be holy when I'm filthy, when I'm full of this sin, when I'm full of this lust and anger and loneliness and doubt every day? How are we supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit of peace? How am I supposed to do that? Well, it's clear. He says, well, if you serve me, I'm going to sanctify you. He already sanctified Jeremiah. And like I was saying before, with Adam and Eve, he sanctified them. And that's why after the rebellion of people, of humans, of you and I, there's always an innate desire to know truth. There's always an innate desire to not be confused and to know what we're really here for. What's the purpose in life? You know, i got to tell you this because it, it annoyed me so much. Yesterday, I get an email, and it's, the generation has been so confused by the devil He's been, oh my gosh, it's, it's terrible. I get an email as a medical student. They're inviting me to a conference in Tampa to learn how to perform abortions. And I'm like, man, I'm not going to, really, I'm not going to do that. No way. And what did I want to do? I wanted to reply so bad to the entire school. But I held back. And what I do, we prayed. We got on our knees. We prayed because the devil is 
trying to be strong, but he has no idea how strong our God is. And he's not going to continue to take away the innocent lives that were created in the image of God. Amen? I thought I had tried to bring that up. I'm sorry for getting a little rabbit trail. But I think it's very amazing of, of how, how this generation, you know, including my generation, the one before me, has taken this whole idea of truth and they have twisted it. And now it's their truth. And now truth is whatever you want it to be. You want to say that floor is white? It's white because I want to say it's white. You want to say your car is a Mercedes and it's actually a Honda? Well, I think it's a Mercedes. No, that's not what it is. This, this word is pure. It's true. But what people have done is taken one page and they believe it and they don't want to take in the front to back. We have to take in the entire word of God. So we're called to be set apart. We're called to be set apart. Hagiazo. That is the Greek term for sanctified. God has set you apart. And He set you apart. He's trying to sanctify you if you accept Him for a specific, special something. And I don't know what it is, but God knows what it is. You might even not know what your specific calling is, but God knows what it is. Everyone in here has a general and a specific calling. And I believe that the general calling, most of you know, is to follow the Word of God. If we come to the Lord, Follow the word of God. Be like Jesus. Get rid of our fleshly desires and our old self and come to the Lord. But what is your specific calling? Everyone's different. I'm up here preaching. That doesn't mean that's going to be you. I'm in medical school going to be a doctor. That doesn't mean that's going to be you. I, I might not want to go pray for that person over there because my, my flesh sometimes takes over. And I'm like, God, I want to go pray for that homeless person, but I got somewhere to go. But guess what? You might come right behind me and say, I have some time. I'm going to pray for that person. And, and that might be your specific purpose. Not that I don't do that, but I kind of just ratted myself out, right? Not that I don't do that, but, but your specific purpose can be anything from being a teacher to being a... Let me tell you something. There's some janitors at my school that I believe they are filled with the Holy Ghost. And they encourage me so much. And they don't understand what I'm going through day in and day out, having to leave my wife to go study days, I mean hours and hours, and study upon my patience and all this stuff. And they just give me a word of hope, a word of encouragement. And they're janitors. But that is their specific calling in life. It doesn't matter your title, guys. And that's the third point. It does not matter your title. It doesn't matter your qualifications. God is not looking for a master's degree. He's not looking for a specific amount of money in your bank. He's looking for a willing heart to serve Him and to understand what it means to be set apart with Him. That's what God wants. That's what God wants. He wants hearts of men and women. And this morning, I want to just share with you the specific purpose over our lives. Because I, I, I clearly don't understand your purpose. I cannot, you know, just... Say, you know what, this is your purpose. This is your purpose. I cannot do that. That is not my place. That's God's place. And in order to find the specific calling that God has on your life, if you have not found that yet, you need to press in with God. You need to press in with God because that's between you and God the Father. And He will show you and He will give you peace and He will open doors for you in that area of your life that He wants to bless and He wants to show you that's the purpose and how he spread your gospel, how he spread his gospel. So I don't want you to raise your hand again, and I'm going to repeat this the third time, but I guarantee there are a lot of people that do not know their purpose because it takes years. 
It took years for my father-in-law to understand his purpose. 50-something years old, and he finally realizes what the Lord has for his life. Guess what? He's blessed because he's following the calling that the Lord has over his life. Blessed are those. And it's, and it's amazing at what God can really do and we can transform. We heard a great testimony last week from someone in the congregation about what God had did in their life and how he's transformed them. And I believe that God has a specific calling on your life. You know who I'm talking about. Amen? Amen. God is so amazing. God is so amazing. So in the generic terms... To be set apart, to be sanctified, if we're going to kind of break it down, and I've told you this already, I'm an illustrator guy, I'm a youth pastor, I've got to show donuts and, and pens and, and all these things because that's how they, you know, they get their attention. It's just the way it works, but it gets my attention too. So I want to explain a little bit about what sanctified means in a general sense. It means to be set apart, something, someone, for the intended purpose it was created for. So I need someone with glasses. Ma'am, can I use your glasses real quick? I'm sorry, I'm not going to break them. If I break them, I do not have money to replace them. But it's okay. <laughs> so these glasses right here, they have a general purpose, and they have a specific purpose. Is that right? What's the general purpose? The general purpose is for you to put these on and see. But what is the specific purpose of these glasses? What's your, what's your name, young lady? Erica. I know you can't see me right now, but it's okay. <laughs> these are for Erica. The specific purpose of these, this has the, the amount of, of lucency and the amount of correction to go into her retina, to her cones, to her pons, to everything, to allow her to see, to Erica to see. If I put these specific purpose glasses on my face, I'm not going to see you. So that's the specific purpose for these glasses. Okay, I'm going to give you another example because sometimes we got to break it down a little farther. And Jesse, don't tackle me after church, but I'm going to grab your piano chair because I think it's necessary. Okay, buddy? Hopefully you don't have anything inside here. Yeah, you do. We're going to grab this one. So this is a piano chair. Told you I'll keep you awake, right? Got to keep you awake. I know you guys didn't have your coffee this morning. This is a piano chair. And so we can sit on this piano chair. It's a little dusty, right? We can sit on this piano chair, and we can say it's a piano chair. It has the perfect length, the perfect height for your lumbar, and it supports everything, right? But guess what? What if we actually like turned it like this way? Could it be a piano chair? I don't think so, because it's not doing what its intended purpose was to do. Its intended purpose was to be on the five legs, sitting like this. The other way won't work. And a lot of times in our life, we think our specific calling is a certain way, and we go a certain direction, and God's like, it doesn't fit like that. That's not where I have you. That's not where I've placed you. I've placed you upright in this specific calling, in this specific position, like the glasses, like the piano chair, God has called you for a specific purpose. And if you know that purpose, you are blessed. And it's amazing when you find it. And I pray that everyone finds their specific purpose. Let me tell you, not everyone is called to be a missionary. But thank God we support missionaries here and we can give. You know, my wife, we went to a missions conference the other day. And I was hyped up. I'm like... We're going to Africa, baby, full time. Let's go. And she was like, no, I'm not. Peace out, dude. Let's go for a month. And you know what? I was like, you know what, God? Okay, maybe that's not our calling. A lot of times we get hyped up 
We get encouraged so much that we think, without asking God, that because someone preached it on a Sunday or we heard a motivational speaker on TV, that this is our specific calling. But it's up to you and God for God to bless you and give you truth about the calling that He has over your life. It's not about some man standing up here. It's about His holy word and what He has for you. He's given you talents. He's given you gifts. You have to use them. You have to use them. You have to use them. So the third point I want to make, and the last point I want to make, is that in order to be set apart by God, with God, to be sanctified, there are no pre-qualifications. And we're just going in order of the, of the Scripture here. We're going to read verse 6 and 7. We already read verse 5. Starting in verse 7, in verse 6, I'm sorry. Then said I, this is, this is uh, Jeremiah speaking. And this is after God has said, I have called you to be a prophet. That was Jeremiah's specific calling. You get that, right? That's what, that's what his calling was. His specific calling. Okay? After that, he said, God, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. You know, they think... The theologians, the scholars, they think he was about 17 or, or 18 or about 20 years old. So he was scared. I mean, imagine God's calling this young man to go and preach, basically, to an entire community of people that are rebelling against God. They wanted to kill this guy. And he's 17, maybe 18, maybe 19 years old. I, I can't even imagine any of my youth going out and, and, and God calling them to do that. I mean, God will give them the strength but I imagine that could be so hard. And Jeremiah begins to doubt himself like many of us doubt our calling that God has on our life because we don't think that we're capable. But with God, all things are capable. With God, all things are capable. And Jeremiah says, Ah, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot even speak, for I am a youth. Verse 7, But the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm a youth. He said, Get rid of that excuse. Okay? Do not say that I'm a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. So don't say you're a youth. Don't say you cannot speak. I'm going to allow you to have the boldness and to be unashamed, and I'm going to give you the words when the time is right. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Verse 8, do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. That is amazing. It's a blessing to know the calling that God has on your life. And, and if you know the general calling to follow his word, to be more like Jesus and less of yourself, then God will show you the specific purpose he has over your life. He will show you the avenue that you need to go to, whether it's teaching or whether it's volunteering at a, at a, at a, at a kid uh, program, uh, whether it's going to feed the homeless. And instead of it being a whole bunch of people that do not understand really why you feed the homeless, not because you want to be a good Samaritan. No, because we want to do what the Word of God says, and we want to feed the homeless because the Word of God says to do that, and someone to be different in that partition, that area, to spread the Word of God. And maybe that's you. I don't know. But that's for God and you to get in contact with and say, you know what, God, I need to be in my closet this afternoon and pray because I'm desperate to know what my calling is. I'm 20 years old, I'm 40, I'm 70 years old, God, and I want to know what you have for me. My time is not yet come to pass. I mean, it's, 
it's something that you need to ask God. I cannot stress, stress that enough. I mean, it's something that you need to ask God. But point three, sorry to get off topic. There are no pre-qualifications. Verse six and seven. Like Jeremiah had to do, he had to break the chains of all the excuses. What are your excuses today? We have so many excuses because this world is filled with excuse and it's filled with delusion and it's filled with distractions. And we have so many excuses of why we don't commit to what God is calling you and I to do. We have so many distractions. Break the chains. Break the chains of excuses. Break the chains of confusion. God is calling you like he's called Jeremiah for a specific purpose. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have a, a, a certain age or certain looks, uh, certain finances in the bank. It, it's not about that. It's about your willing heart to serve God and to find that purpose in you. And if we look at Isaiah 6.5, I'm going to kind of paraphrase it, but it's, uh, you can write it down if you want. The sixth chapter of Isaiah, Isaiah is, is finding his calling. And like Jeremiah, he's, he's going to be a prophet to the nations. But Isaiah thinks that he has to be perfect in order for God to use him. Listen to me. You do not have to be perfect in order for God to listen to you. Because if you're waiting to be perfect, you're going to die not perfect. Because no one in here is perfect. We're all sinners. It says, no, not one is perfect. All have fallen short of the glory of God. We need a Savior. We're humans. We wake up, have evil thoughts. Ask for forgiveness. We, we do something. We probably cut off someone in the car. Yeah, got someone there. Cut off someone in the car. You have a Jesus license plate sticker or something. That doesn't look good. That doesn't look good. Isaiah 6, 5. And, and Isaiah is, is pleading with God. He's saying, God, I, I need to be perfect. And what he's saying is, God, I have unclean lips. And everyone around me has unclean lips. How can you use me? And God sees his repentant heart. If you want God to have a specific and show you the specific calling he has over your life, you need to have a repentant heart. You need to say, God, I'm not perfect, but I believe that you have something for me. I believe that the plan and the designation that you have called over my life will occur if I start walking in the path that you have for me, but I start saying, God, I'm not perfect and I need a Savior. When we rely totally on God 100% and we stop thinking that we're God, God can begin to use us and manifest himself through our lives. So, so Isaiah is just here, and, he, and, he, and he's saying this vision. He sees God, his train, his robe fills the, fills the temple, and, and, and Isaiah's like, God, I, I am just not perfect. I'm so unperfect, imperfect, whatever you want to call it. And he's like, you know what, I see your, I see your repentant heart. And one of the angels, one of the seraphim, basically goes and touches his lips with this piece of coal, and he says, you're cleansed. You are cleansed, Isaiah. You are cleansed. Yeah, you're not perfect. You're never going to be perfect, but you're cleansed. Now go and do what I've called you to do. But before that happened, Isaiah said, I'm here. Now I'm ready to be used by you. God is not going to move unless you move. He can say, move, move, move. But if you just stay put, how is God going to use you? I mean, how is God going to call you into a specific position if you have excuses, if you think you're not perfect, which you're not going to be, which you're not going to be. That's just the reality of life. God is perfect. Jesus was perfect. And that's why he went on that cross and died for you and I. So that we can be sanctified, set apart, 
by and through him. Thank you, Mike. And worship team, yeah, can you come back up, please? God saw his repentant heart. God saw his repentant heart. And I know this is a little hard to, this is a little hard to swallow, but, but a lot of us are in here and, and we think just because we come once a month to church, and it's not even about church, it's about a relationship with the Father. Just because we come in here on a Sunday morning, we think we're going to be like Jesus on Monday to Saturday morning and afternoon and nighttime. It doesn't work that way. Paul says it clearly in Corinthians. He's talking to them because there's a few of them in 2 Corinthians. He's talking to the few of the people, the minority of people that just don't seem to get it. They don't seem to understand the concept of being set apart. They don't seem to understand the concept of surrendering their life to God and saying, God, I'm going to give you everything I have. I'm not perfect and I'm not going to rebel any longer and I want the specific calling that you have over my life. I want it to occur. And Paul is talking to the Corinthians and in 2 Corinthians 7.1 he says, Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness. You notice it doesn't say from a little bit of filthiness. Paul is saying, you need to rid yourself from all of it. How do you rid yourself from all of that? We're not perfect. Well, it's through a Savior. It's through the cross. That's how you do it. It's through the cross. It's through the blood that He shed. That red blood that He shed on that cross. That is how you are supposed to be sanctified. That is how you are supposed to get rid of all filthiness. And He goes on to say, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God stand to your feet for me this morning the filthiness of the flesh the filthiness of the spirit is doubt it's fear it's confusion it's greed it's addiction it's your poor relationships that God wants to tear apart and bless you bless you bless you pour favor on your life but we cannot allow that to happen if we don't get rid of all the filthiness get rid of all the junk in our life and truly come to him and say God I want to come like Isaiah with a repentant heart understanding that my lips are unclean my heart is unclean but I need a savior I need a savior and guess what just like Jeremiah went to Judea to tell them about this God that they did not know Jesus came as a savior to show you that you don't know him but he wants to know you and he has a specific calling over your life that is what he wants to tell you this morning Jesus was set apart Jesus was set apart everywhere he went he was set apart everyone knew him why because he didn't want a relationship with the world he wanted to keep his relationship with God the Father and he came here for a specific purpose. What was Jesus' specific purpose? It was to get on that old rugged cross for your sin, for my sin, so that when he leaves and gives us the Holy Spirit, we can be overwhelmed by it so much that we say, God, I want to live every day of my life with the specific calling that you have over my life. I'm tired of living the same sinful life I'm in. I'm tired of living the same nonsense, eight to five job. I want to do something more. I want to do something great with the things that you have blessed me with. Some of you are blessed in gifts and talents that you don't even know about. Start praying to God. Seek Him. Seek His face. We're going to sing out that one song again. Uh, let's do, um, 
the reckless love because I love that song so much. Sorry, Gianna, to put you on the spot. But we're going to sing that song again. And, and when we sing this song, you need to understand that God is not finished with you. God has just begun. He's begun a good work in you. And it doesn't matter how many times you run away from the flock. He will do whatever he can to bring you back home. So we're going to pray this song. And I want you to sing it out. God is great. Let's, let's sing it. Before I spoke one, you were singing over me. the calling that you have given them Lord let them know that you knew them before they were formed let them know that they need to be sanctified by your blood by your Holy Spirit God and let them know that there are no pre-qualifications Lord Lord you just want a willing heart Lord you want to serve it that's what you want father we love you we thank you we thank you father we love you we thank you for your grace we thank you for your Holy Spirit we thank you for your mercy every day, God. And we ask, Lord, that as we walk outside of those doors, Father, we leave a different, a changed person, Father, that you put a new creation in us, Father, that you will wear us like a cloak and that you will bless us, Father. And that every step we take, Father, the enemy has no room anymore to interfere, Lord. Thank you, God. We bless you this morning, Father. We, we love you so much, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida. 
a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com. 